Welcome to Living Southern Oregon, a podcast dedicated to discovering and exploring all Southern Oregon has to offer. I'm your host, Simona Fino, and I will be introducing you to the people who live here, the things they love, and what makes Southern Oregon a magical place to call home. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Living Southern Oregon. Today, it is my great pleasure to introduce you all to Tiffany Grimes. Tiffany moved to Southern Oregon in 1996 and has lived in Ashland, Williams, and is now in Jacksonville, where she shares a home with her partner and two kids. And that's where we are right now. We're out in the garden, so if you hear those chickens, that's what that is. (laughs) She is the founder and director of Evolutionary Consulting and Empower Coaching and Training. Tiffany's focus is to help people understand, manage, and inspire human behavior through the lens of neuroscience. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. And I'm stoked to be outside in this gorgeous weather. Oh my gosh, amazing. Spring. I know, spring in Southern Oregon. Yes, yes, yes. It's magical. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I want to, um, of course, hear the story of how you came to Southern Oregon, because you weren't born and raised here. I was not. Yeah, I was born and raised in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas, and um, just have always loved the mountains, and... So when I left to go figure out my college career and what I was going to do, I landed in Ashland, so moved here for university and finished my bachelor's degree, went and traveled a bit. I spent time uh, all over the world for a while, lived in Alaska and went down to Central America and South America and then ended up coming back into Ashland. I worked as an AmeriCorps member, so made like $200 a month or something, (laughs) but really had the opportunity to see Southern Oregon through the lens of somebody other than a college student, you know, really get to learn the community and meet um, people from all over the valley and ended up with a wonderful career that I'm sure we'll talk about and then moved to Williams. So I lived there for about 16 years and then I moved here in Jacksonville about 10 years ago. All right. Yeah. Quite a journey. It's been a journey, yeah, yeah, but definitely a long time in Southern Oregon. Yeah, and not too far of a hop, skip, and a jump from the lower Sierra Nevada. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. A lot of ways. Mountain community and, Mm -hmm. yeah. I know, I love hearing that that's one of the reasons that this area gets chosen is because we have the mountains nearby. I mean, we have this gorgeous valley, of course, but the mountains are so accessible. Yeah. When I was attending Southern Oregon University in the late 90s, I worked up at Mount Ashland as a um, lift operator, and then in the summers I was a river guide, and I always just thought, like, I get the best of this valley. (laughs) I get the mountains, and then I get the snow, and it melts. Where were you river guide? I worked for a company at that time that was based out of Eagle Point, and we did the upper Klamath, lower Klamath, and then multi-day trips on the lower Rogue, and then we did the middle section of the Rogue, the half-day trips. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all beautiful spots. So amazing. So outstanding. 
Yeah, and then just personally learn to go beyond that. So then we would do, you know, the Cal Salmon and Illinois River and just, it's, it's just filled with magic, the waters yeah. around here. Yeah. yeah. And so easily escapable from the valley. Uh-huh. Can, yeah. within a half day, be somewhere where you're just alone. Yeah. So wonderful. I have a good friend who does half-day Fridays in the summer. Apparently, I guess that's what Dutch Bros offers their employees oh. is half-day Fridays in the summertime. And so I, being an agent, a real estate agent, I can choose yeah. if I do a half-day Friday exactly. with her. And it's such an amazing way to to get out. And it's what we do. We go kayak. Then we'll just do a yeah. quick section of the Rogue and yeah, be out on the river for four hours and yeah. just really get that deep. You know, I experienced that as, so when I became a parent, I then got to experience this valley in an entirely different way. And that is one of the things that I fell in love with mm-hmm. as well around here is as a parent, it is so easy to take my kids into completely different feel of nature mm-hmm. within, I mean, an hour drive, a half an hour drive, a half day and we can be up looking at ghost towns near Wolf Creek, or we can be, you know, up at the top of Table Rock or in some little farm. Like, there's just so much to offer, and you're back by lunch yeah. <laughs> or dinner, you know. Exactly. So wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to get some of your specific places later in yes. the interview here. But I want to <laughs> circle up to um, your work, because yeah. that's how I met Tiffany, just let everybody know, my listeners, as I started coaching with Tiffany a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's been three years. Yeah, it has. Yes. (laughs) So I started coaching with Tiffany and she's amazing coach. Thank you. And I now understand that you've got kind of a whole breadth of work within that. So tell me, yeah, let's start with Empower. Yes, Empower. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll start a little bit before that. So I um, went back to Southern Oregon University. I got my graduate degree. I got a master's in management and at the same time completed an International Coaching Federation coaching certification because I knew that that would blend really well. And um, went on to start my own business, which is Evolutionary Consulting. And through that, just kind of launched into life coaching like everybody else does, this kind of figuring out what's my niche and who do I want to serve. And, and so through that, I coach individuals. That's how you and I met. Um, over the years, I've met with, I've coached couples, I've coached groups, I've coached, but I've kind of, uh, I think I've been at this now maybe 10 years and really have gotten into where my thing is working with individuals. It tends to be people who are in this major transition in career or business. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and really get to, uh, you know, do the work of like helping people uncover their brilliance. It's in there. It's just the stepping into it in this new role. And so that's been really wonderful and have enjoyed our journey together in that. My previous work was I spent 16 years working in workforce development. Specifically, I worked with young people as they were kind of emerging into the workforce and coming from all different walks of life to find their way in the in uh, their professional careers. And so as I started working through evolutionary consulting and doing my own business and coaching individually, I found that I did really miss working with others, working in a team, working really honestly I just miss workforce development I love how communities come together around work you know who we are so much of who we are is based in our work and 
the way that we see ourselves in the world, the relationships that we build mm-hmm. with people. So many of those are through work. And so I turned and went back into workforce development and cre- created kind of a, another branch of evolutionary consulting. So that is called Empower Coaching and Training. That has been around for about, we're entering into our fifth year, and we started in Southern Oregon. We are now serving outside of Southern Oregon, which is really exciting. We've served, at this point, we've moved into all of the regions in Oregon and are beginning to expand uh, or have our sights set on expanding into other states. But we are a team of 12 certified professional coaches, and we work with the way that I think about it is kind of all facets of workforce development. So we work with the organizations that provide services to job seekers and to those moving into self-sufficiency. They work, we work with them to support them. We work with those they serve. So we actually provide coaching to job seekers and to those moving through self-sufficiency. And then we also provide organizational development and transformation for those organizations. And then we have all these really fun side projects where we're working with the structure that supports workforce development. For example, working with child care providers, early educators mm-hmm. um, within the schools as they're training in their CTE programs, you know, kind of training the emerging workforce. And so through that, we provide workforce soft skill development. And then we do individual coaching with all sorts of different people, professionals, and those getting into their professions. So it's amazing. We serve about, I would say, 400 to 500 people wow. a year okay. just in Southern Oregon. And it's been really amazing because it's bringing coaching to those who wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to get it because mm-hmm. coaching is not yet regulated and not part of insurance coverage. It's really only been available to those who are able and willing to pay out of pocket. And so to go into these contracts with these amazing organizations and serve in this way, it's so transformational. And when we think about people moving from poverty, generational poverty, into a working life where they're going to work every day and they're preparing their families, for work, there's major changes that take place for people and there's mindset shifts that need to happen and really the opportunity to look under the hood, as I often say, and say, this brain has maintained that life, but I'm going into this new life and how do I tune up my brain and decide what do I want to keep? What do I want to get rid of so that I can move successfully? Yeah. Yeah. And it's incredible. And it's an incredible team of people. I mean, so amazing to work with a team of coaches (laughs) it's just it's always like supportive and and learn you know the opportunity to learn and engage it's incredible and just to serve our community in this way has been profound Nice. So yeah. what, tell me, like some of the organizations, what kinds of organizations and companies hire you? I yeah. don't know if you're allowed to specify or even just the general industry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our, we run, so we have major contracts that we're working in, and then we are also building partnerships all of the time. So one of our major partnerships is with um, Oregon Department of Human Services. So we work with the self-sufficiency program. So we have the opportunity to work, again, with, with the organization itself, strengthening Um, their resiliency, strengthening case management skills, and then those that they serve. So um, it's, you know, we're talking about people who are 
in that particular contract receiving TANF, which is temporary assistance for needy families. And so it's really about going in and serving families in this time of need. Uh, you know, so it might be a single parent who has several kids and they're transitioning into, you know, figuring out what life is like here. Um, there's, there's so many ways that we serve in, in that particular contract. And then we have, we work a lot. One of our major contracts is with Rogue Workforce Partnership, who operates the workforce board here in Southern Oregon. And so through that, we get the opportunity to work with Oregon Employment Department or WorkSource Rogue Valley. It's an incredible group of people who are working with job seekers and career seekers. So again, we think about a moment of change and transformation in Uh people's lives. And so we have people who may be a dislocated worker, lost their job because of COVID or uh, the business closed because of COVID and they're retraining and what kind of mindset that takes Mm -hmm. to support that or somebody who's been out of the workforce raising a family and now they're coming back in and again what kind of mindset all of our insecurities can can arise during that time Um, and it also gives us the opportunity to serve through Oregon Vocational Rehabilitation Services and through, gosh, I've just well, lost it. That's Sorry. okay, yeah. but one of the things that kind of that I was hearing in there is just that it's at this point where people are pivoting, right? And that has been the word of COVID yeah. is everyone's been forced to pivot or you choose to do it because you, you want to survive. Right. And it's not just that simple of, oh, I'm going to go ahead and pivot and boom, that's done. There, like you said, there's so much more that comes up around that. Absolutely. And it's such a mindset Both shift. for individuals and businesses, mm-hmm. right? Businesses have had to pivot during this time. How do I, if I've been um, leading an organization that's been in person for my, for the entirety of my career right. and now everybody's virtual or maybe they were virtual and they want to stay virtual even though the world is opening back up and businesses are opening back up. So how do I lead? How do I manage teams in this virtual environment? How do I engage people? You know, so there's so many opportunities to um, support people in that and to support organizations, which ultimately support our communities exactly. you know, and shape our communities. love that again that you were saying not everybody has not not everybody has the wherewithal to seek out a coach the the funds to seek out somebody right and it's just not something that everybody knows is even an option right you know and I think that's one of the things that when I love referring you obviously is that when I'm talking to friends I'm like this is you need to talk to <laughs> Tiffany and here's why and it's because it's, it's it is so helpful we get in our own minds we get in our own you know, and, and when you have somebody outside of yourself being able to reflect back, it's such a difference, and it's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's such a unique tool that I think has not mm-hmm. been part of our toolkit. It's mm-hmm. it's very new in terms. It's an emerging uh, industry. And certainly it has, again, I've been certified for 10 years and it was when I would say coach here in the Valley, people would want, you know, are you, is it basketball? Is it football? What are you coaching? Uh, And now I say coach and everybody knows what it is. And so it's really transformed. And now even some insurances are providing it. HSAs can support it. There's 
it's getting to be understood what an amazing tool this is and that it is very different than therapy. It is. It is so yeah. different than therapy and it's really about and then every coach has their own lens, right, that they bring through. So mine is neuroscience. It's the ability to say the life I've created is based on this brain. And did I program this? And the answer for most of us is no, it's been programmed. And the idea of neuroplasticity, that I can create new brain pathways and understanding that process and doing that through empathy and self-compassion and building resiliency. And there's so many ways that we can create the life we want. And it's not just about wishing and hoping right. <laughs> or waiting for therapy to you know, heal us. And then someday there'll be joy. It's like, how do I do that now? And what's that work? And how do I change what's happening in my head because my whole life is seen through this head right through this brain and so if I can change that lens or be aware of that lens it's so powerful it is it really is yeah yeah, yeah neuroscience it's it's fascinating yeah, it is I mean it's fascinating because it's when you talk about neuroplasticity and how the brain actually changes shape and patterns. I mean, it, there's a physical component to it. Which oh, there is... absolutely is. You know, I do a lot of work with mindfulness and mm-hmm. my neuroscience work kept bringing me back to mindfulness. And now again, I think it has changed too in the acceptance and understanding of mindfulness. But when we think about paying attention in the present moment on purpose when we do that, and if we do it for as little as about 10 to 15 minutes a day at about week six, we are changing the structure of our brain. Mm-hmm. So we are thickening areas, we are thinning other areas because we're not practicing old pathways, we're letting those go. Um, we, we are literally physically changing the structure of our brain and certain parts of our brain. And we're, we're not changing our world, right? We're changing how we interact and perceive and work within the same world. So, which is the only place we have control anyway. (laughs) So what we tend to do is spend the majority of our life with our energy projected out saying, well, when that changes, when that person shifts, when this job pays me more, when that happens, then I will be whatever, fill in the blank. And when we look at neuroscience, when we look at mindfulness, when we look at coaching, what we're doing is saying, I have no control over them or that. Where I have control is here. And so what do I want to do with this? How do I want to interact with this? And how do I create joy and presence and love and excitement and money and relationship and all those things in my life now? Mm -hmm. Which is where I have control. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And what, and it's, you know, again, with the work that I love that I'm doing both through evolutionary consulting and through empower is that what I, the, the line that I say a lot is a brain is a brain is a brain. So whether I am a CEO of a business or I'm a single parent with three kids and I'm wondering how I'm going to pay rent, I still have the same brain that still benefits from my ability to be mindful with it, to understand myself in the present moment, to have self-compassion with myself. And like, that's how we move through change. Mm -hmm. And that's how a good coach can help somebody move through change. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun work. It is. It's just, it's, it is really important. 
I mean, I'll share my, my story as I was looking for, I knew I needed a coach. I knew I wanted it. I, you know, but I kept telling myself the same story, right? (laughs) The same story over and over. Oh, I'm not going to find a good coach here. All the good coaches live somewhere else (laughs) in a big city. And then I finally realized I'm telling myself this story that isn't true because I haven't even looked. I never even went on the big old interwebs to see what might be available. And as soon as I did that, poof, there you were. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) These stories that we create for ourselves are just, they're fascinating. And, and they're, they're so comfortable <laughs> and they're, and so, they're comfortable. so safe. <laughs> they are. Because if you can't find a good life coach here, then you don't have to change. Exactly. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we amazing? I know. We, we just are. protect ourselves. It's true. So I was forever grateful to my own brain for (laughs) allowing me to actually look up the information to find you and then continue doing this kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really important. Well, I'm going to switch gears a little bit um, because part of one of the things that you had mentioned to me um, in the pre-interview was about uh, getting into nature Mm -hmm. and backpacking in particular. And uh, which I, you know, again, talk about good stuff for your brain. I just... I'm a firm believer that being in nature, again, has such an important and profound effect on our brains. And so being able to get out into it, and we are so fortunate here to have Mm -hmm. so many different ways. Um, So backpacking is something that you seem to have a lot of experience and love to do. Oh, I love it so much. Yes, I have spent so much time. It's definitely decreased with parenting. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) We find that we drive a long ways, you know, like an hour and a half to get into the mountains to hike about a half a mile. But it used to be the, uh, yeah, the just right around the corner, it offers so many um, backpacking possibilities and different times of year offer different beauty and, and moments of brilliance around here. What I would just say, you know, I have this profound memory of I was out in, again, you know, I didn't grow up here, so I wasn't, wasn't from, from here, didn't know the whole area. And I had gone out to Applegate Lake. Um, This was early spring to play around. And then we followed, this was probably late nineties and we followed dirt roads. We just thought, let's just drive and figure out where these go. And it took us, it was Thompson Creek Road. Now I know, of course, it landed me out on Thompson Creek Road and landed me into the little town of Applegate. And I remember it was that like almost painful beauty, you know, mm-hmm. of just like, this is home. There's something. And it wasn't more than a year later that I moved out to Williams and then stayed there for 16 years. Um, but that region, particularly that area, I just love so much. And I remember on that drive that day seeing this little mountain range and looking it up. I had a little backpack, the little local hiking book, and it called it the Red Butte Wilderness. And I, I remember I have it in my journal where I was like, I had crossed that out and wrote Siskiyou's. I was like, I've never heard of the Red Butte Wilderness. <laughs> what are they talking about? The author must have gotten that wrong, you know? <laughs> and so then years later, decided I was going to go backpacking in the Red Butte's Wilderness, realized my error, <laughs> and fell in love with that region and I have backpacked I've crisscrossed the Red Buttes now so many times and backpack out there and I just so that is my favorite area of this region to backpack and it's so wild 
there's so few people out there. Um, it's just there's tiger lilies blooming everywhere and glacial cirques and azaleas. In fact, Azalea Lake is my favorite trail out there uh, if you go in July. And it just, as you hike down into the cirque, it's just this fragrance of azaleas uh. just knock you over it's so amazing there's little salamanders all in the water you know you're just out there and there's been times where I've just seen no one there's just no one yes. out there it's so magical um, and then on the other end of that I would say a very well-known trail but still one of my favorites is the Rogue River Trail mm-hmm. you know it's it's just it's so amazing and so much history and of course you're not alone you pass all sorts of people and rafters and you know lots of people and so it's a very different experience and still so magical so wonderful and one of my favorite experiences in fact on that trail is with people that I there were two on the same trip one time on one of the days I we had stopped and we were hiking around and we saw these people jogging and, and I was like what are they doing? And it was a local rafter that I had known from previous rafting days out there running a jogging trip, that there was some private jogging trip being done out there. Um, And just thinking like, way out here, I run into a friend, you know, what are the chances of that? That was really fun. And then the other part of that trip, it was our last night and we were so hungry. And where we landed, it was a group from the Bay Area who had been rafting and we were, you know, rugged and dirty and hungry because we're carrying everything and they're rafters who have every (laughs) single thing including like ice cream yeah all of it right they had all of it and they just saw our sorry hungry booties and brought us in and they fed they fed us all night then they woke us up in the morning and fed us all again and it was so fun and gluttonous and beautiful and they had music they had guitars you know we had we had been whistling for like four days now and it was so lovely and so that trail is so fun we want to do it again now that our kids are my kids are um almost 10 and 8 and you know you can backpack that trail and Mm -hmm. stay in the lodges if you don't want a tent and so you carry less and the lodges make your lunches for you and kind of you know send you out on your way and that I think is our next adventure with the kids I think it'll be so fun yeah yeah yeah. yeah, I've learned with kids and backpacking, it's short distances. Yes. Um, somebody taught me the trick of, of chocolate or some sort of little treat, like one at a time. <laughs> As you're hiking, you give one little, one M&M, here's another one. <laughs> It'll keep coming, but you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. Uh, but yeah, keeping the, the trip short because yeah. it's... They, they can't quite do those longer treks. Yeah. And you can still have just as an amazing time. Oh, and my once gosh. once you're out there, you know, then you go play when you don't have when you land. pack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we had discovered several years ago we took them, we backpacked. It's in the Umqua Wilderness called Twin Lakes. Mm. Um, so this was one of the laughable moments of, like, we've been driving now for three <laughs> hours so that we could do a two-mile. But it was a backpacking trip, so it's two miles. So what could go wrong? You know, even if they're hungry and... And the packs are heavy. Like, they're all going to make it. We're all going to live through this. And so I think it was two miles out there. But then it's these shallow lakes. And they could swim. And they could play. And we were out there doing it. And it was just so wonderful. And, in fact, we passed a family who was doing the same thing. And they had a wheelbarrow. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Brilliant. <laughs> 
note yourself next time. <laughs> One of those little carts. Yeah, I right. Mean, that's the thing. At two miles, you're like, well, what we are you going to do? Someone could go back to the car and figure it and out. Figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. At two miles, you can pack the wine bottle. You know, <laughs> yeah. like there's just a lot of options with two miles. <laughs> Although you know now they make those little wine cases, right? So they so. do. Yes. <laughs> so you can still have we your have options. High end, nice wine. I know. I had a friend who did the Pacific Crest Trail, and he was talking about just recognizing how amazing it is the gear that we have now because oh. you know back in the day yes things were heavy yeah you didn't have the same options and now everything's ultra light and you know you can yeah. still have some some glamping going on oh it's amazing <laughs> we had that experience with Dade my husband and I we hiked the Kalalau trail in Kauai and it's a you know this epic supposed to be really I mean it is really challenging and amazingly worthy uh to do and it had been probably three years that we had not done any backpacking because we had kids we you know started the family and we were doing other things we were pushing strollers and our backpacks had babies so we got the grandparents on the plane and we all went to Kauai um and so we upgraded all of our gear, is my point. We upgraded all of our backpacking gear because we just had really old gear. And, oh, my gosh, it was amazing. Things that, you know, you were just talking ounces in terms of weighing things. Yeah. It was amazing. I, I usually just hold on to stuff for a really long time. And that taught me, like, it's okay. It's okay. Upgrade, baby. Upgrade. It's, it's worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. Every year I age, I could drop a pound in the gear that I carry and carry more. Like, and that's carry the beauty more. of it. Or, or continue on with the uh, river. I mean, that's yes. when I, the first river trip I did was a canoe, a 10, well, nine days, I think is what we ended up shortening it to, nine days in a canoe. And, oh my goodness, oh. you're like, we get a cooler? Yeah. We get, you know, so you packed as if you were backpacking, but you get all these luxuries. So and wonderful. it was such a difference. And yeah. to be out in the wilderness to really truly feel that wilderness yeah. vibe of yes. not a lot of people or no one really we didn't run into anybody for four days and you're not carrying everything yeah and that it made a is huge difference lovely so yeah when you talk about the river so rafting, many we options. do a lot of that as well because <laughs> rob i don't know if you know that but uh, sahara's dad is a river guy oh yeah, okay i wonder if okay. you guys have people in i'm common, sure probably. it's a tight-knit community yeah <laughs> yeah so i learned being on all of those trips with him and getting to do that that yeah it's it's a luxury it is it's lovely it's so nice and now yeah. you can do you can rent i'm trying to remember the name of the company now i have some friends that just did it uh last year and said it they were amazing they were super top notch i'll remember the name in a second um oars that's who it was oh. and they said they cooked everything and their meals were absolutely fantastic amazing wine and yeah. they did that whole the lower section of the road yeah so yeah the um I want to look it up for for this so that you have it, the actual name. But Pete is the guy in Ashland who I ran into that was running the running the trail. He has a really great company out of Ashland. Oh, nice a rafting company. And I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the name of it. But I did, you know, so years ago I used to work on the Upper Klamath. I didn't guide that. I was a driver for that, and 
and it was kind of hardcore, you know, like <laughs> you went in and you did the upper Klamath. And then years later, I went with a girlfriend with Pete's company in Ashland and did the upper Klamath. And it was like, oh, buddy, you know, <laughs> it was organic food. Oh. It was, they had this whole lovely, like platform area that they had built. And I mean, it was so wonderful. It was such a different experience and it. It, uh, it made me real, you know, again, upgrades, right? Upgrades. <laughs> upgrades. It's Doesn't worth it. It doesn't have to hurt my body yeah, and I don't need to go hungry. <laughs> it could in the 20s, but the Rogue Valley, in my 20s, but the Rogue yeah. Valley now in my late 40s, it doesn't have to hurt. It can still be just as lovely uh-huh. and do it with so much more comfort. Yeah. And I'm remembering too now, there's a great spot in Ashland that I'm forgetting the name of that has used gear. Getting gear. Getting gear. Yeah. They are a great resource for people who are wanting to get involved and not spend a fortune. Yes. They have some great gear that... I used them a lot when I lived there, but also I used it uh, in the early years of parenting, you know, where you're exchanging out all of the time. My kid weighs 20 pounds and now my kid is, you know, 40 pounds. And so I need to change bikes and backpacks and all the stuff Mm -hmm. that they've been... Yeah. Such a great resource. That is a, I mm-hmm. am remembering those days. My daughter, I yes. think, has finally entered the, I think she's sticking to be her, here for a while. Yeah, her size is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to spend 300 bucks on a no. thing and they, they're out of it. Yeah. I mean, a months. day up at Mount Ashland, right? Yeah. It's like, whoa, how can I, let me yeah. minimize the impact here. Getting gear. Um, <laughs> put that one in. Yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> Get there. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to transition again here from great outdoors straight into food, wine, all the deliciousness here. Yes, oh, my, one of my favorite things about Southern Oregon. Yeah, well, I want to start with, I'm drinking this fabulous tea. Yes. Black tea with rose. Yeah. It is so good. Yes. And tell us where you got it. Yeah, so here's the story. My mother's uh, 62nd birthday, which was just in March, she said, I want to go to high tea. And I said, okay, well, where? (laughs) Are we flying? Like, what's happening? And she said, no, there's a place in Gold Hill that is a tea house called, what did I tell you? I told you earlier, um, Tea House on Wheels, I think is what it's called. Tea House on Wheels, which it is not on on wheels. It's uh, on the banks of the Rogue River in this beautiful old house. And uh, it was so fun. And we went and they had, um, we did high tea. We had all of the amazing food. It was beautiful. I don't do gluten. They had a whole gluten, they call it gluten friendly. So they, uh, you know, it's, they can't say like, it's absolutely no gluten because it was maybe made near the sandwich that had some gluten. But so they're very particular to the details is my point of saying that it was so delicious and amazing. And they had this huge menu of a large variety of teas that you could choose from pot after pot. And they were so delicious and so then afterwards, of course, they have this little gift shop, and we went and bought lots of tea and have been drinking it since. It was so good. Yeah, it was such a sweet day. And they came in. Those who are doing high tea, you're kind of in this separate area. 
Um, so they bring your meal, your your food into you. And um, the guy who was our um, server during that was so great. And he came over. We'd asked him to take a picture of us at our table for my mom's birthday. And what he went and got was this little, it's like a two-foot version of the queen. And, like, <laughs> held it out in front and then did the selfie. So it looks like she's as big as us and at our table as we're having high tea. It was so, the whole experience was a hoot. So yeah, it was cute. so fun. So you have to make reservations then for the for high, high tea. tea. Otherwise, yep. you can just go and what? What's the setting? There's a restaurant. I mean, I I should say I don't. I went there for high tea, so okay. I was focused on that. But what I experienced was in the back. It looked like there was more of just kind of an open menu restaurant, mm-hmm. and there's a little gift shop, and then you kind of go into this little back room where you make reservations. And when we made the reservations, there were several time periods. So I think okay. it's like there's maybe two or three times that are offered each day. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was sweet. It was it a out. really great experience. Yeah, and the tea was the tea. Just this tea is outstanding. Yeah. It is yeah. so good. And she circles when I bought it on the back. She circled how long to keep to steep your tea. Oh, okay. Which I'm the one that's like just leave it in there. I just <laughs> leave the tea bag in there all day. So it was. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna follow her directions, and it was good. Yeah, she gave it great does advice. make a difference. It does make a it difference. Does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then yeah. ice cream. You mentioned small yes. batch ice cream, which small we are definitely... Small batch ice cream. So, well, for, I'm going to brag because where I live, um, in like an easy walking, I can go to, down to Relic Winery, which also has the small batch ice cream. A woman has just recently opened that. She used to work for Relic and now does a pop-up ice cream stand there um, Fridays through Sundays. And I will go back and talk about that in a moment because I keep telling her, you're a problem. (laughs) You've become my problem. I walk down here far too much. But so, so I can go there. I can walk to Hummingbird. I can walk up into the hills and hike into the Jacksonville trails. I can go over my friends, Ben and Lori Grable, uh, have just recently opened Remotion Winery. They've got a little spot down here in Jacksonville. So I get to go over to their house and drink their delicious wine. It's amazing. I can get fresh eggs from my neighbors over here who also bakes fresh pies with her fresh blueberries. Like, it's just, this is Southern Oregon, uh-huh. right? Like, it's so magical and amazing. But back to the ice cream because (laughs) it's so good. So she's doing small batch ice cream. And the one that I have fallen in love with is a chocolate and halva. And it's vegan. So it's a coconut base. It's chocolate and halva. They're not all vegan. No, they're not. Um, And it is to die for. It is. This is. That's become my problem. I keep telling her, like, it's a problem when you go to a winery and what you buy (laughs) is ice cream (laughs) over and over and over again. But she has uh, one that's an Earl Grey and a shortbread. Like a, a, yeah, shortbread. Does it have chunks of Mm -hmm. shortbread? Yeah. And she's got a chocolate. She has a salted vanilla, I think. There's another, oh, a uh, uh, rose cardamom flavor. They're so good. Okay, Friday through Sunday. Yeah, Friday through Sunday. Travelers is the name of her business. Yep, and I don't know her name except for, like, Ice Cream Goddess. Okay. Well, or I might, Problem I might Child. I might have to look her up. I might have to look her up. <laughs> she's the goddess before I get it, and then she's the problem child when I can't fit in my jeans anymore. But it's so good. It's so good. Maybe you have to make a pact with yourself that you have to walk back and forth. <laughs> right. Half Five a dozen times, times before I get before it. Before you actually, she serves you. 
<laughs> to show her your steps. <laughs> I'm in the problem membership. Please. I can't have my ice cream until... <laughs> it's so good. And I mean, I like ice cream like everybody else, but it's never been my, you know, Achilles yeah. heel. And it's, oh my gosh, the, the Halva chocolate is just so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think good. I had halva for the first time in oh, Greece. Oh, okay. And they had sprinkled it with lemon juice oh. and done a whole, I mean, and it was wow. so delicious. Yeah, it is. So I'm, I can see how that combo mm-hmm. with the chocolate would be, yeah. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So good. Yes. <laughs> All these new places. I know. Have the danger of this role. I of know. Interviewing people. <laughs> well, can yeah. Can I squeeze this... an ice cream between a showing? <laughs> the place, um, you know. Oh, and I'm also, I can get to Fry Family Farms, which has their farm yes. store, which is so amazing, which is where I had the opportunity to taste um rosemary me bread sourdough bread from i think you pronounce it croquette croquet bakery don't know and they just it's what what kind of bread was it again it's called rosemary me and it's a sourdough salted rosemary Oh, and it's so, and I'm gluten free, but that is my like when I'm going gluten, it's not a beer, it is rosemary me bread, the whole thing, and I just eat it with their fresh hummus that Fry Family Farms makes. But he, the guy, the bakery for the baker for that, just opened up a cafe in Central Point. Okay. And I have yet to dare myself to go there yet because as a gluten-free person, I'm okay, the once-a-month round is good, but the whole bakery, oh, it's just so good. It's so delicious. And I think it's nestled in that little area between Lily Bell's and oh, the Rogue Creamery. So you're going to have to go get cheese and chocolate to go with your bread? It's uh, a problem. It's a problem. And it's so wonderful. It's so good. Yeah. We are so fortunate. So fortunate. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yes, I do love. I love it. I love. I just ride my bike down to Fry Family Farms. I load up on all the local organic vegetables. It's so amazing. Yeah. 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 And then we have most most places here. You have enough yard space to garden. Yeah. And have your own veggies if you want, which is also really awesome. That is another season. one of my sweet spots of this is whenever um, I am an avid gardener, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, my husband is not an avid gardener. We always joke that if it was left to him, we would live on a golf course where we would have like the rounded bushes and somebody else <laughs> does the outdoor thing for us and we wouldn't ever touch it. But I love it. I love, I keep bees. I have chickens. I, you know, I love living in the country and Oh no, what were we talking Growing about? Growing your own food. Growing your own yeah, food. And so own one of his pick. things is like, you can strike a, strike up a conversation with anybody around here just by talking, just mention a tomato plant <laughs> or like, I can't get my zucchini to grow uh-huh. and everybody, oh, my zucchini, I did, have you tried this? Have you done yeah. this? You know? And he's like, you, you can talk to anybody about anything. I was like, take up gardening. Everybody <laughs> here does it. Everybody is growing something. something. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Or what to do with the produce. What, to right. do, what do I do with 1 million apples? 
apples because I don't eat applesauce. <laughs> you know, there's only so much apple butter one person. Right. Yes. Yeah. Or I still have a round of it from like eight years, years ago. Years ago. Sitting- I know. I, I did jam last year and I went for it and I'm like, I actually don't really eat that much yeah. jam. and. My daughter's kind of stopped eating jam, really. So it's like, okay, yeah. so dehydrating has been my thing. Yeah. Dehydrating all fruit, uh, persimmons, oh, nice. apples, pears, plums, what else? Uh, and just, I eat them as snacks. Yeah, They're, that's so smart. Uh, the kids love them as yeah. a snack that's easy to keep in the car at all times. It's a little burst of energy. It's a sweet treat. Yeah. Um, it's delicious. And it's very easy because you put it in the dehydrator and then you walk away for yeah. 12 to 14 <laughs> you hours. You burn it. <laughs> nope. It's <just> so easy. <laughs> <You> really, <laughs> at most, you'll end up with pear dust. I don't know. Pear powder. Which you can still sprinkle, sprinkle on your things. oats. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, that's been my, my new uh, obsession. Yeah. Because I'm done with butters and jams at this point. I did that with plum. When we bought this land, it had a plum tree on it, and it was was just its booming year. And I had so many plums, and so I just, I made plum chutney. (laughs) And then I thought... Well, what exactly is plum chutney now that I have 27 quarts of it, you know? And then, and anyway, I still have it 10 years later there. I need to just get rid of it. But it really did help me narrow down. Like, I will only make what I will eat. And I will now only grow. That was the other thing is yes. when I lived in Williams, I, I had you know, an acre of garden. And so I just would grow everything and then think, now what do I do with this. Yeah. What is this now that I have 27 of them? Yep. Well, they make great Christmas gifts, <laughs> they especially do. Yes. anybody you know in an urban area yeah. who does not have access it's to this. So so true. It's... You know, I will say this one the front of our yard is covered in Oregon grape, of course, the state flower. Mm-hmm. And I thought there's got to be something you can do with a grape, right? And so Google told me we could make jam or jelly. We make jelly, jelly out of yeah. it. And that makes a fun gift. It's really delicious. It's got a, a unique flavor. And then it's really, you know, it's Southern Oregon. Yeah. It's, it is Oregon. Here's a, our state flower yeah. in a jelly. Yeah. And the root is medicinal. Yes. So yeah. there's, yeah, it's got lots of great uses. It does. And it's a pretty yellow flower. And it's pretty. And it grows <laughs> abundantly without a lot of effort. <laughs> exactly. And it's an early pollinator plant too, yeah. which is really great. Yeah. yeah. Very fortunate that way. Well, are there any other um, businesses I'd like just to tap in? Because, you know, as you've been here a long time, I always like to ask the question, is there a business that you think other people should know about that maybe they don't know about? I think the tea house was such a great example of one. But if you have any others, okay, think think about that. Um, Well, I will just mention, because it's just open, Remotion Winery is just, mm-hmm. it's down on the corner there in Jacksonville in the stone What's building. What's their vibe over there? They just opened, so it's a building vibe. They okay. just kind of opened, but Ben, it's Ben and Lori Grable, and Ben is, um, he's the winer, the winery maker, which I'm wine sure has maker. a name, uh, <laughs> Vin, 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 Vitology or whatever. Uh, he's the winemaker, and it's amazing, and we've been drinking his home versions of it for many years and his reds are my favorite um they're so amazing and delicious and so they've just finally been able to open their label and get that going and 
I think that's just a really fun spot. One of my favorite spots this, that, that was helpful because it got me over to their neighbor in Jacksonville, Miner's Bazaar. Rosie mm. runs Miner's Bazaar, and I love that place. I adore that place. It is so, it's such a gift to Jacksonville and really to the region. And if people haven't experienced it, it's kind of, it's a, I call it a DIY bar, which I'm sure there's probably, you know, a better name name for it. (laughs) Um, But it's really, it's the opportunity to go have a glass of, you know, wine. She features local winemakers and then she works with Jefferson Kitchen. Uh, They create a menu together. So there's food. And then her mom makes these amazing cookies that you can also get to. So there's just great food. But you can go make things. You can go print. You can make your own little um, like stamps to print a shirt or a bag or anything that you want to do. She's got. She. You can um, bring your own crafts and do things. She's got beaded earring kits that you can make. She's always changing out what you can do there. Mm -hmm. And then she also displays some crafts and arts from different folks. And then she also has an art, um, a themed art display up on the walls that you can go check out as well. And it's just sweet. And Rosie's amazing. And I remember when uh, they had just, she hadn't even opened yet. And I was at the door like, what, when are you opening? I'm so excited. And so it's been really sweet. And they have uh, kids shops, kid workshops as well. So Mm -hmm. you can go in just for the kids. And they've got homemade cocoa with homemade mushrooms, not mushrooms, homemade um, marshmallows for the cocoa. And it's just, it's such a great shop. It's so fun. And you can spend hours in there chatting and making Mm -hmm. and creating which of course gets all of your prefrontal cortex moving and grooving Uh and and jiving and it's just it's and she's got music out there yeah and they've got these great neighbors now and (laughs) uh, um remotion yeah nice and i love their little front porch i've been there a couple of times they just have a sweet energy to the whole place yeah fun yeah totally so i think if people haven't checked that out they should definitely there we go yeah Yeah. perfect ending note of businesses (laughs) i know i should put her on my list because what she's got going on is so unique and i i don't know that i've ever really seen anything quite like it not here here no and even um i mean i love you know the there's maker spaces now here Mm -hmm. one in crater lake one in talent and i love that feel and whenever i've gone to portland a few times with a girlfriend and we go to some um DIY bars up there, but it's a very different feel. It's like, uh, it's not the art and the culture and the feel that Rosie creates. It's, uh, it's very unique. It's, it's this beautiful cafe. It's a great place to go. If you're new in town, it's a great place to go. If you've lived here forever and you just want to meet a friend for a drink and just delicious food. Yeah. It's like, she kind of brings all of Southern Oregon in to the yeah. space where you, then you get to make something beautiful and fun. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for all the insights. Oh, I love this is it. so fun. Yeah. And I'm going to definitely put uh, both evolutionary consulting and yes and power on the show notes. That's so that great. People can okay. Find you that way. Okay. And I'll just say it again. Highly recommend Tiffany as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Helped me out immensely. Aww. I love working with you. So, thank you. Yeah. I feel thank very so grateful much. to come into your presence Aww. and our paths across. I. Feel exactly the same. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Simona. All right, everyone. Well, until next time, have a wonderful week. 
This podcast is produced by Simona Fino and co-produced by James Dedakis and Jaded Media. Original music by Samuel Lawrence. Lawrence.